I listen to the black guy who tips because Rod and Karen are hot. This hypercognizance of both my blackness and what the possession of blackness in America is supposed to mean has created a nigga neuroses. A state of being where did that happen because I'm black? And if this is happening because I'm black, how am I supposed to react as a professional black person are never not uh, pertinent questions. This neuroses can be amusing as when I'm playing pickup basketball at the park and I've never been that I've never been to before. And the guys there who've never seen me play still make me one of their top picks. Did this happen because I'm black and tall ish and wearing appropriate athletic gear? Probably mostly. However, it's unnerving and annoying, but it is also exciting as fuck. I never feel more alive and closer to death than when I'm pondering ways for whiteness to ruin my life. If I'm walking down my street at night and I envision what would happen if I were coming from the gym and wearing a hoodie and one of my white neighbors didn't recognize me, and this has also happened to be the day that said neighbor decided to start carrying a handgun, when I go to the park with my daughter and I sit on the bench while she's on the swing, I wonder whether the white moms there will reach into their fanny packs and pull out their pepper sprays if I happen to wave or smile at one of their kids. But then I also wonder if me not smiling and sitting there all constipated and Django looking will alert their defenses too which is why i just split the difference now and wear a zorro mask (laughs) if alone with a white woman for any reason on an elevator perhaps or in a coffee shop near closing when she's the lone barista and i'm the only customer still there i have an internal clock telling me exactly how long i have until we've been alone together too long and i start constructing feasible alibis in case something happens to her after i leave and i'm blamed for it sometimes i call a friend as i'm leaving friend what's good me nothing much just leaving this commonplace copy on uh coffee on buena vista street right now at 5 56 p.m and headed to the gym later friend that's a very detailed answer you must have been alone with a white woman again huh me yep hey welcome to the black out to <laughs> podcast your host rod and karen we're live on a tuesday i don't know <clears throat> on a a day unlike any other day yes. a tuesday it is a tuesday because mike was monday so we're live on a tuesday ready to do some podcasting you can find us on itunes stitcher podomatic search the black out tips leave us five star reviews the official weapon of the show is the and an unofficial sport Football. and bullet ball extreme that excerpt was from damon young's what doesn't kill you makes you blacker um that that was hilarious and it's true for me at least i don't know if, if it's the same for women or not but it's definitely true for me as a black man in america the nigga neuroses uh neurosis where you're just like in your head a lot I, you know I, I know a lot of people get in their heads but you know me being a person that loved a race nerd as they say on t with queen and jay me being a race nerd and being one of the people that just has these internal monologues and dialogues at all times that can't turn off um that's definitely one of my things is like you know and it's and it's sad because it's how you it's how i govern a lot of my actions is like okay but how is this gonna come out for a black person because i do understand that there's an element of danger my life could be placed in at any point in time from somebody misunderstanding what the fuck my motivations are and it's even worse because in this country we know that there will be no recompense there will be no um justice for that in most cases so if some neighbor did to decide today was a day to kill me there would be people who would immediately start making excuses for that neighbor regardless you know we saw it with the amber geiger thing she killed a man in his own home in his own apartment 
and she was completely in the wrong and there are still people that were like yeah well you have to understand you know like the <laughs> you know as if that should she shouldn't be punished for that as there should be no pr- criminal penalty for it uh because hey my bad you know so yeah that that nigga neurosis is real um so i definitely understood that and i you know i made that joke before about like when you have like a white woman that's just like the optometrist or something it's like well you don't have to close the door you can leave it open they're like this is like it's for your eyes we got to close it. it's like oh uh, well i don't want to be in a situation where it's your word against mine i just right per, can we film this i'm old, like not because i'm some type of creepy motherfucker but because you know i still have that fear in me um from that emmett till type shit you know even though it's an irrational fear in most cases it's it's just fear that, that black people live with all the time and that people easily can extend their imagination to us being some horrible monster um and not vice versa yeah it's an irrational valid fear if that makes sense mm. like it's a valid fear it's like like the the fear is not not valid but it's irrational in certain situations but because of the validness of it it's applied across the board because we never know when the time may come when it might be valid so we almost have to be vigilant and alert at all times yeah i watched uh this this uh documentary on netflix today uh la 92 and it's uh uh it's what what do they call archival footage documentary so what it means is like there's not a lot of commentary there's no narration they don't have those scenes where they bring on like someone to explain to you what you're about to witness like okay you know they like this is how the people felt at the time and because of that um instead they just go through everything that happened that led up to the 1992 la riot Mm, um just video just video okay and it is so good it's like honestly one of the best documentaries i've ever seen in my life Mm. um now it is graphic um they show you things that you could not have known about or even remembered at the time you know what i mean yeah, so like may have been smaller or younger children to, at the well time. 92 we were younger for sure but also yes. the news didn't show stuff no they did not so you know like a lot of internet, us internet wasn't what it was today yeah a lot of us know like stuff now in a way we take for granted mm-hmm. um you know um like like for example trayvon martin was an internet thing before it was a, a news thing correct you know um so um so like there's things in there where it's where it's like you know they show the riot and they show like black people like looting uh black people destroying like korean shop owners stores and stuff and you know when when i was younger i didn't really know why they did that part i was like well the koreans not the cops what the you know i know that they probably can have like racism experiences and stuff in the in the shops but that's not the same as like let's destroy their shops you know what i mean Mm -hmm. because at the same time they were letting like brown mexican people they weren't bothering Mm -mm. um they weren't uh you know they were mostly leaving other black people stores alone you know at least for a time and so you know i never understood that but now i watch the documentary i do because latasha harlins who i had heard this story about me too but in passing right it wasn't because like to me if i said why did the la riots happen most people would say rodney king the rodney king verdict right the cops got told uh they the cops did not go to go to court um go to jail they were essentially found not guilty and then all hell broke loose 
and so most people associate the la riots with rodney king because he was the breaking point yeah you're like something had to lead up to that outside of that particular event well i mean the break you're right but that's the breaking point and right. then you assume oh just general racism and police brutality and shit led to this community but latasha Har- latasha harlan's story kind of gets erased in this because of as a national story in 1992 not necessarily anymore but right. as a national story in 1992 it was like yeah um this korean shop owner basically killed this 15 year old girl um over like some orange juice or some shit because she thought the girl was gonna steal it and you can see in the video the girl had the money in her hand uh the woman shot the girl in the back of the head after they had an altercation killed her and then during her trial she was found guilty um of manslaughter and the the judge a white woman essentially said yeah no jail time community service and a fine oh no wonder i didn't realize that no wonder no no ma'am yes i'd have been mad too right and so like i said i'm not saying this um doesn't exist for black women because latasha harlan's a great example of that nigger neuroses right like how many black girls black people in general how many of us are constantly worried about someone thinking we we're stealing someone thinking that you know uh you you know constantly watching us like a hawk and misunderstanding something um and then knowing in the back of your mind the thing that really makes it a neurosis to for me is that there won't be justice because because you know this white woman basically was like listen now's the time for our community to heal it's not time for more da 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 and then i'm not putting this woman in jail you know because it's her taking this 15 year old girl's life to her is not that far-fetched of an you know that's not that egregious of an offense that it requires jail time and i think while being extremely you know funny and stuff as damon is i think he also uh puts puts a a, a pin on it you know puts, puts a puts a real button on it where it's just like yeah there's this constant duality of how am i this is how i'm experiencing this as ride the individual but how am i being perceived in it and then also how am i supposed to act right and and, and and that's the problem there is no right answer and before i go into there is no right answer before you was talking about hold on one second mm, take your time player i got I'm, i can feel some time you know it ain't nothing um before i go into uh there is no right answer mm-hmm. piggyback well actually going back to what you were saying about men and women the thing is he's speaking from a man's perspective but from a woman's perspective it's like you say it's not only racism it's sexism too you know because yeah we have fear of white men Mm -hmm. you know but the thing is most black men don't walk around most straight black men anyway don't walk around with the fear of being raped women do so not only do i have to be aware of me as a black woman in the presence of white women i have to be aware as as me as a black woman in the presence of white men i have to be aware of how i'm perceived how they think about me how they view me because i know same thing my life is worthless to both of these parties in general um but at least quote unquote with a um with the man their uh perspective and their their navigation is a little different than a woman's would be um and i know uh, women deal with the same thing you deal with people watching people looking people stalking you deal with with the same thing with the white women white women accusing you of stuff and all t- and you know history history has has shown us uh these things and, and it can be very frustrating 
and the thing is yes how are you supposed to act and and also they would believe a white man over a black woman's word um sexual assault historically that is true you know that's how black women ended up with the reputation of these harlots they're always constantly trying to sleep with us they oh you gotta be careful these black women they damn near raping us and it's like that we know that's not true all these light-skinned babies running around all these fucking white men that own literally black women's bodies and you're trying to tell us that it's black women making all this happen like the lie had to become the truth to justify their behavior that's the the fear ultimately of white supremacy is that but you know when i say it doesn't go both ways that's what i mean like it's easy to imagine us the monster it it, it just as it is impossible for them to imagine themselves the monster but i'm sorry go ahead right 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 and the thing is back to there is no right way that's when it gets muddy when you go there is no right way because everybody as an individual black person has their own response on how they respond to things but for some reason we like to put a mass sweep on how we as black people should respond to things versus trying to look at us as individuals even though we claim that there's not a monolith but we try to make it a monolith on certain things and it's very very uh frustrating it's very irritating because you have white people telling us how we should respond and you have our own community telling us how we should respond particularly if it's not politically correct particularly um if it's not the way that they think we should respond it's it's it it, it could be a lot however you respond a lot of times your best way to respond people act like fight a flight ain't real people act like you know everybody don't put up their dukes and want to smack somebody and fight and all that stuff yeah i think i think um i think that's just the hard the difficulty of it and then um the other thing i watched today i started watching i'm not done but um i watched uh kenya burris's uh black as fuck um it's on netflix it just i just started it uh got four episodes in or whatever and a lot of the stuff he was talking about was white gays you know the being black through and this inner turmoil we have to live with of am i doing blackness right am i you know do i have to question myself constantly and and how to walk this fine line of uh blackness and whatnot and i think um it's a very apt question especially in these times of social media um because that is what a lot of people are doing you know a lot of people that are kind of his detractors are very much those people who the reason they have a they they're they're on him so hard is because partially because they feel like he doesn't represent blackness the right way right you know what is the right way right and then you know that's that's looking at the bigger picture that's where i always go with it and it's one of the reasons i'm very rarely bothered by anyone's portrayal of blackness if Mm -hmm. they're black because for the most part it's like there's no right way every experience is different and whether you want to just because because it's that thing too where people get upset that he like recreates his life in his work but so does everyone right um but then also 
i've seen the opposite complaint when people do branch out and try to express some type of experience of blackness that they have not had then people go the opposite way and they're Mm -hmm. like i don't this is fucked up why didn't you just let someone else tell a story about themselves and who really went through this shit and here you are trying to talk about what it's like to be this type of person and you were never that type of person so it's really no way to win like you just have to tell your story present your art and let people judge for themselves some people will fuck with you some want won't but a lot of his work a lot of what he talked about is very much the duality of blackness it is that nigga neurosis it is that am i dressing right am i presenting myself right am i standing up for myself enough am i cool enough am i not you know am i woke enough am i that and um uh i you know how is it's like we're always comparing ourselves to this tapestry of like what should be and there's no right should right so we're always comparing it's like me as a black father what does that mean for black fatherhood in general what does black fatherhood in general mean for me individual we never really get to be that you know like that individual level um how much how much should i take my work and and my work be about informing other people how much of my work should just be about fuck i'm not gonna inform other people i'm just gonna live my life and uh people will get down where they where they get in where they fit in you know that kind of shit um and i think as content producers i definitely empathize with other content producers on those choices and i don't really judge them most of the time for those choices because i can see benefits um it's one of the beautiful beautiful things about being myself is that uh i'm a person that's kind of predisposition to like most things so i just embrace that and it's why i have room in my heart for most all kinds of people because i can be like yeah they did this this way and i can get where their mind is and that doesn't make them a bad person Mm -mm. uh because they chose a different path than say atlanta like i don't need 12 atlantas on tv atlanta exists that's when i want to watch something like atlanta i turn on atlanta when i want to watch something like insecure i watch insecure i don't need 27 insecures you know um and so i think uh going back to what damon was saying about the nigga neuroses i think it informs so much of all of our work you know our podcast uh the podcast i listen to the tv shows that i'm watching the documentaries that i watch all this stuff is always informed by it um and i don't think we're lessened by any of it but it's a it's a tightrope to watch and it's, it's a head trip because it's not our fault that we have to experience this um you know it's something that each black person has to pick their own way to navigate yeah and also every black person has a different journey in life and everybody's definition of blackness is the same we all come from different backgrounds we all come from different religions all different financial situations and all all types of family structures and it's it's wild how people grow up and just expect their definition of how they live their life and they want the world to kind of reflect that back at them which i understand right but when it does not people automatically reject it and when you reject it a lot of times you're rejecting another person's blackness as their particular blackness and their life experience isn't valid because it wasn't the way your black experience was i feel like at some point some people crossed the line from representation matters to 
only my reflection matters right like i want to turn on my tv and look in the mirror and Mm -hmm. i think that is so limiting to other black people because black people have stories to tell that aren't your story and you know the same way i feel about tyler perry you know uh hey you don't like it change the channel it's not right you don't have to like take this motherfucker down you're not obligated to be here you know but i you know and i and i understand feedback and criticism is important blah 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 but there is a certain level of like you actually just don't fuck with this person you know like there's a um and i think this is the thing that people are much more slower to admit there's a community in disliking people Mm -hmm. that you can find friendship and fellowship in communities of dislike and you know um i've seen it i've seen some of the discussion around kenya barris for years at this point Mm -hmm. there's a group of people that don't fuck with him but they watch all his shit so they cannot fuck with him right you know and i you know i just kind of ignore those people the same way i ignore the tyler perry ones and i ignore all of them you know like like because i don't know how much of that is just community like it wouldn't matter if this person made a better project product you're gonna find the thing because you don't like them right so you're gonna find the thing in it you don't like you know um i remember when blackish first came out and people were like against it because of the name you know yeah they didn't understand the name then people watched it was like this is fucking oh my god this is great i you know begrudgingly had to give it up this is a good show wow i never thought i'd be on abc and listen to black people express the fear that they had about president obama's inauguration you know stuff like Mm -hmm. that where it's like this is a show for us and then eventually like anything that gets successful um one because white people watch it as well it changes how we watch things because that that nigga neurosis right we we are now like hold up white people watching it now i want this show to be different i wanted to have a different experience when you look at some of the things that are most popular around us for like cultural reasons and shit a lot of that stuff is because we have hangups about whiteness mm-hmm. um as a culture as we should have i'm not saying it's not justified but we can't really be free with those hangups in my opinion at least i don't feel free when i have those hangups um and so like we have certain things that are limited we limit our own blackness to an audience we limit our own blackness to a certain level of popularity and success and money and stuff because it's like once you reach this level i have to find a way to disengage with what you're doing you know what i mean so and i think blackish was one of those things they started getting so popular and kenya bear started you know now his opinions and his jokes and his stuff uh somehow have the weight of whiteness behind them because it's been co-signed right so now whether when he may have had a a joke that we would have let be cool on youtube or before the the show ratings were too big quote unquote now those jokes have to be limited we want all the jokes to go through some type of test and be completely correct and be like taught in academia and be studied like we don't want the jokes to be jokes anymore we don't we can't let it slide like i did i liked seven out of eight jokes we have to be like eight out of eight or your or it's trash you know um the same thing happened uh similarly with uh there was a battle a versus thing between babyface and uh teddy riley last night mm-hmm. and 
it's like the third time they tried to do this um first time i think technical difficulties and teddy riley said babyface was sick and they couldn't do it and stuff mm-hmm. then the next time technical difficulties on teddy riley's part sound was terrible and all this stuff then last night the it was so filled with people anticipating it that instagram crashed you couldn't look at it from your phone you had to find a laptop or ipad holy shit yeah um but the point i was gonna make is black people was making all kinds of jokes saturday when that shit didn't go down mm-hmm. like the jokes were better bodying. the jokes were better I, the art for our show today is teddy riley when the show wasn't working right and he had his hands on his hips it was an iconic moment it was just so funny yeah, like i didn't even see it but i got my life off of y'all black people had so much fun that night saturday mm-hmm. night right mm-hmm. okay sunday morning a black man who i guess is a writer wrote for seeing wrote something where it got it was put on cnn and it was like you know teddy riley and babyface you know and basically internet fucked up or whatever and made a joke about like you know how it was all fucked up same jokes everyone made man i saw so many people that had been clowning this shit go what the fuck why you put this on cnn oh so you gonna write this for the white man and all this shit and i was thinking like the same jokes y'all was telling the night before yeah i was thinking to myself like do y'all think the white people didn't see the tweets and the jokes that went viral right y'all got this shit trending do y'all think twitter is like i know people joke about black twitter but y'all do understand there's no such thing like the twitter just goes the tweets just go to twitter.com they (laughs) right everyone can log on and see what the fuck you was talking about um and it was kind of this weird moment that i think like i don't know i thought maybe we'll never be past it but in my mind i don't know if i felt like we were past this this shit of like uh but what the white people will see because to me i'm like the technology not being whack or the sound being fucked up is not a reflection on all black people no it's not like the cnn article didn't say black people you know a black thing fucked up and it's because black people are terrible people this wasn't you know that the uh the surgeon general talking about you know your mom your meemaw and pop pops and shit it wasn't that at all it was you know it was like it was just the same jokes and shit that everyone else was making just pointing out like hey this shit didn't go down but it'll be going down monday and i don't know it was something about it that just uh kind of feels like that nigga neurosis man like we are so concerned with how we will be viewed by these white people at some point and it took the fun out of the thing because then right. they spent all morning being mad at this man for for essentially something that was harmless like who gives a fuck what you know because it's on cnn bossip had the same article except it had all the jokes all the tweets but somehow it was bossip bossip could be owned by motherfucking the same company that owns cnn we don't nobody know. fucking knows but there was some type of weird like you know thing to it and i think seeing some of the pushback to kenya barris is show black as fuck the thing that struck me so far and i have four more episodes ago so maybe i'll feel differently at the end but a lot of the pushback on kenya barris is seems to be kind of because he is black twitter it is let me explain this thing to you twitter like that's you know how twitter like something racist happens and then every nigga on twitter has to spend like everyone with 
phd like people that are like fucking brilliant could be working on a book could be working on a dissertation maybe they're working on both i don't know but they could be you know on twitter relaxing they could be doing whatever but then they have to take it upon themselves to like explain for the umpteenth time white to to whiteness this thing this burden that we feel you know we and and i'm not just putting it on just twitter Mm -hmm. all of us feel it you know there's i'm sure there's episodes of us being like this is fucked up and i wish white people could understand this because white people are the ones who have all this power to change everything and they and they don't right correct and and, and those 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 words may fall on empty uh on deaf ears or whatever you know on empty uh hearts or whatever i'll put it that way and um i think his show is just what these niggas do all day any day is sit down and explain shit from our perspective to the world and i wonder how much of that is an overlap and that's the resentfulness is like he found a way to get paid for it or what because i i don't get the backlash to this level I, I i get disagreeing with some of his uh like like a you know like every show if i put out a 100 episodes of the blackout tips just you're gonna find one or two you don't like mm-hmm. i can see like that type of thing where it's like i don't like his approach on this episode or this topic totally get it i'm not trying to to knock that if you decided hey i i I thought his episode on colorism wasn't good i still feel like it's weird to then harbor this level of grudge for this person forever in every endeavor they do while still watching but not (laughs) but you know so it just it just seemed like it went too far and then for him as an artist he's essentially doing the same thing you do all day try to explain to people how he views blackness and black things um with his platform so yeah, and and also uh for me uh to kind of tie back to some things you said before when we were talking about like blackness and how you know everybody's blackness is different i also think that people that are more mature or older people or people that have dealt with white supremacy longer a lot of times I have a tendency to come down on people who may not be as enlightened or might not have got to the point where they can see white supremacy for what it is. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times we try to question their blackness because, oh, what do you mean you don't understand? This is the way. But everybody gets to that at different points and periods in their life. And nobody grows up. Nobody is born going one day white supremacy gonna fuck me up nobody has born like that eventually it fucks you up and for some people particularly if you already been fucked up by it and you can see somebody getting ready to get fucked up by it sometimes just gotta let them get fucked up because sometimes what you telling them about it is not gonna help all jokes aside sometimes you got to just experience shit for yourself in order for it to be real for some people yeah that's why i still have empathy for the people that's complaining and shit because i feel like you know and maybe i feel differently one day but as of right now i feel like on my journey through you know this black life i i'm just past that point of thinking that there's a, a rubik's cube some creator can figure out to solve blackness racism and all this shit at the same time right no one can there's just different shit that i like there's shit that i don't like but none of these people are like to blame or more guilty than some other person Mm-mm. the only black people i don't really fuck with is those who truly do sell us out like right the people that are like black people are terrible black everything is black people's fault we are bad people 
and white yeah. people are right like Correct. other than if, if, if you're not doing that kind of art i then i don't care you just have a different experience through life and i haven't walked in your shoes i don't understand you know and i try to have that level of empathy for everybody but i don't know it always gets my goat a little bit when i see people just come down on like a black creator because they haven't like completely perfectly explained this black shit to everybody or whatever it's just like no they made a choice that you know ultimately it's just a different choice it's not even a harmful choice we decide to to i notice when people don't like somebody or don't like something we then attribute another level of power to them that they don't have which is you harmed me you did you did this is now violence against me it's like no you're saying that to make the things worse like this isn't ignoring your pain but you can't like to heap that onto somebody's work you pick and choose when you do that because you know like someone else can call that same thing uplifting but now that you've called it violent and harmful now we can't even have a discussion you shut discussion down with that shit um and i noticed when people cherry pick to do that shit it could be the same intent it could be the same methods with a different person you put someone they like in the driver's seat and it's what we need to understand we have to be gentle you know and i just try to keep that energy for everybody yeah and what i particularly being a creative what i've realized and what's so hard for some people to understand that don't create everything ain't made for you people say that but they don't really mean that everything ain't created for you and everybody's black experience is somebody else's black experience so just because your black ass don't get it don't mean there ain't hundreds of thousands possibly millions of people that be like i feel that and they're just as black as you yeah so it was just interesting because that nigga neurosis made me think about all that shit i didn't plan to talk about it that way but anyway i watched la 92 and half of black as fuck and uh yeah nigga neurosis y'all it's real uh <laughs> butterfly in the sky i can go twice as high take a look it's in a book a reading rainbow i can go anywhere friends to know and ways to grow a reading rainbow i can be anything take a look it's in a book a reading rainbow a reading rainbow all right Uh, i guess it's about that time for us to talk about uh the coronavirus um because that's still going on uh let's see we did i mark eyes we did gmat cash yesterday um uh, here's coronavirus by wait there's coronavirus stress relief what is that gonna be who knows there's already coronavirus stress release things okay um well you know i want to hear some music though i don't want it to be La Seumo Ahí viene el coronavirus Esto es demencia DJ Dan Ahí viene el coronavirus 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 Ahí viene el coronavir
noche para alimento, que le amo a un hilo que va para tu cuerpo, tu chito es que al de tu cuerpo y nosotros vendemos el medicamento. Tú estás loco, chino. Reggaeton. I know. Come on, another language. What is going? Wow. Well, it is an international virus, though. Come on, everybody I was mean, like, we we could put some beats to it and smack too. I appreciate the whole diaspora. Okay, DJ Nicaragua is what he went by. Uh, yeah. Um, all right. Coronavirus news, guys. Americans are poisoning themselves while they're trying to kill the coronavirus. Who 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 is these Americans? From adults creating chlorine gas in their kitchens to toddlers guzzling hand sanitizers, Americans seem to be inadvertently poisoning themselves as they try to defend against the new coronavirus, SARS-CoV-2. Since the beginning of March, as COVID-19 pandemic began raging in U.S., calls to poison control centers nationwide increased sharply. Well, I mean, you know, you got the president telling you fucking take coroquil or whatever what, you got what he says fucking matters i know people dismiss him but it fucking matters you got all these people on uh facebook all your hotel cousins telling you to you know mix a little bit of bleach with your lemon water or some shit and now everybody's got to call the goddamn uh poison control uh although researchers cannot directly link the pandemic preparedness to the poison control calls the timing of these reported exposures can corresponded to increased media coverage of covid 19 pandemic reports of consumer shortages of cleaning and disinfection products and the beginning of some local and state stay-at-home orders yeah a lot of people don't know you mix the wrong shit in your house you can fucking kill yourself yes you can yeah yeah every black person knows yeah because they don't pass we all found out we all found out the hard way don't miss some bleaching pneumonia together if you want to everybody in your house be passed out you know put some clorox on the bathtub and then threw some like some bleach in there with some pine saw next thing you know (laughs) yes you fucking wake up three hours later with your mom like doing chest compressions because you 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 didn't know what the fuck you was doing with all them chemicals man right you was like i'm just trying to get it clean mama she's like no you can't do read the side of the bottle it tells you don't mix this yeah don't put no bleach on this motherfucking clorox nigga you gonna die it's an ajax and pines all you think you putting in some work (laughs) right you ain't about to do no but put in your your last uh your will and testament okay (laughs) uh but yeah so i can see that you know yeah and also i don't know if you have this article or not but you might not i know uh you was talking about how our local healthcare system here sends us emails about you know things that are happening you know how to protect yourself against coronavirus and stuff and something that they brought up which i didn't think about they were saying that they have a 50 percent increase in people coming to the er with heart attacks they were saying because 
a lot of people are or, are obeying the stay at home orders but they're scared to come in when they normally would have came in before because they don't want to get the coronavirus and they're at home stressed and all that shit and by the time they get there it's more severe hmm. i can see that i mean people are trying to stay out of the emergency room right now you know because that's where it's at um also cdc director warns the second wave of coronavirus is likely to be even more devastating and uh, they think it will hit this fall i i, I can see that because people scientists you know people with all them letters behind their names that have actually studied this shit they'll tell you with a lot of these the second wave actually kills more people than the first oh i meant this winter i said fall but you know what i meant winter yeah 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 most most people will tell you the first time okay then it was like people relax and then it comes back and it ends up killing more people the second time than the first time there's a possibility that assault of the virus on our nation next winter will actually be even more difficult than the one we just went through um and when i've said this to others they kind of put their head back they don't understand what i mean we're gonna have a flu epidemic and a coronavirus epidemic at the same time he said having two simultaneous respiratory outbreaks would put unimaginable strain on the healthcare system he said the first wave of COVID-19 the disease caused by coronavirus has already killed more than 42,000 people across the country it has overwhelmed hospitals and revealed gaping shortages in test kits ventilators and protective equipment for healthcare workers uh, in a wide-ranging interview, Redfield said federal and state officials need to use the coming months to prepare for what lies ahead as stay-at-home orders are lifted. Officials need to stress the continued importance of social distancing. They also need to massively scale up their ability to identify the infected through testing and find everyone that they interact with through contact tracing. Doing so prevents new cases from becoming larger outbreaks. Asked about protests against stay-at-home orders and calls of states to be quote-unquote liberated from restrictions redfield said it's not helpful the president himself has tweeted encouragements of protests urging followers to liberate minnesota and liberate michigan yep so yeah and it's very i know it has to be frustrating for a lot of people i didn't even think about it because it's not flu season but yeah you got flu that fucks with your respiratory system and you probably got pneumonia mixed in there you know because a lot of times people get flu and a lot of times they get pneumonia and, and a lot of times the symptoms are very similar right and then you, and then you have that and so it's one of the things where because there's no preparation there's I, i'm gonna tell you maybe and not sound pessimistic there's no preparation nobody's preparing nobody's planning you have people actually like sounding alarms and they're not just crying wolf and they're like hey dog like uh this could be worse and people are like fuck it i won't go back to work and you're like but if you do these are the things that could happen Mm -hmm. you know as a higher probability and the thing is people don't believe you know they don't believe grease burns you know and then they get burned and then they want to cry and whine and go to the same federal government that they claim that they don't want to uh tell them what to do uh cops busted an amish barn party of over 100 people for defying stay-at-home orders amish yeah how'd they get the word out right yeah because that like are they they don't supposed to have the internet and shit right and phones like how they even know the party was gonna happen I don't, but well, I don't know. I and and I guess a lot of people like to purchase, from my understanding, certain things from the Amish and things like that. It was like, hey, people ain't coming. What's happening? People ain't yeah, buying. I mean, they gotta goods. know about this. I don't. I mean, the if they were having a secret 
a horse barn and party then i don't know not, if they were having a secret barn party then chances are they heard they had to know to keep it secret oh okay right you right. know what i mean so why would they know to keep it secret but yeah the police got called because of a noise complaint the party was just at the midnight sunday damn the amish get down like that it was in there like raise the barn uh raise the barn no literally raise the barn everybody get the points <laughs> uh their officers uh found 100 people drinking and partying in the barn one man was on intoxicated he had to be transported to a nearby hospital officers said he was arrested on a disorderly conduct charge um another man was arrested another oh and in the incident one man was arrested and another issued a summons for violating stay-at-home orders two were charged with underage drinking you know they was making noise because i you know i don't know nothing about amish country but you know people people live around these areas and so they was making some some hell of a noise for your neighbors a hundred miles away but hey what is the amish people doing out there yeah uh street parties have exploded in st louis city and county uh yeah um apparently jason lacavelli um said he organized an event called cruising Lindbergh, uh but he had no idea it would get so big uh yeah it was like all kinds of people just hanging out in the parking lot at home depot oh baby they're gonna charge you because they were like the fuck is this no i don't think they did charge them i created a group and invited a couple hundred of my old friends and it just took off from there a couple of hundred by the way everybody was sharing great memories and photos of course uh more people got involved and some more car clubs got involved and it just really got really big real fast so that's in the facebook group the videos and pictures are posted all over facebook showing too many people to count because people showed up to the parking lot and the police said the crowds got so big it was too big to stop yeah Uh, because half the police force is at home because they got the coronavirus i drove straight to ronnie to check out the scene there were already people congregating in other cars and i was just absolutely heartbroken because rule number one of the event was don't get out your car uh it often looked like a scene from the movie american graffiti burnout still showing up on the pavement uh first and foremost i won't be doing any events till the quarantine rules have been lifted you know just because now i understand the risk of doing something like this the fuck that's that's why i was like god damn it charge a fine a fee something charge people don't be hosting these fuck ass parties i really underestimated how quickly something like this would you know would spin out of control um <laughs> that's crazy man don't be charging these don't you think they got these stay-at-home ordinance for nothing? They said they have a party of 100 to 150 people every night at Riverfront now, and the police had to keep breaking them up. <gasps> oh, my God. And in three weeks or a month from now, the poor hospitals are going to be overwhelmed with right. all these f- fucking sick people. Uh, and not trying mm-hmm. to find out to get off topic, how the fuck you think you're going to start school back? Like, everybody time I go back to school, go back to school, how the fuck you think you're going to start school back? when you have probably all these children that might be asymptomatic or might have caught it from parents because a lot of people go with kids can't catch it bitch you don't know that the kids can't catch it everybody knows that right it's, right right it's, it's that the kids aren't supposed to like it's not as deadly to, for kids it's not like the flu bell curve where the younger you get the younger you are and the older you are the more likely you are to die this one young people don't little kids don't necessarily die old people do 
uh the fda gives emergency approval to the first at home coronavirus test um and it's not the one where you have to touch the back of your sinuses through your nose or whatever you can hit the get the lower part of the nose and send that in and they can test it and let you know if you have it the problem is that it won't be available in like new york and new jersey some of the states that have the highest uh that actually need it yeah and i don't know if it's just a numbers thing each kit will cost 119 dollars they'll not be available in maryland new jersey new york and rhode island because they would probably sell out immediately yeah i don't know i don't know um but yeah so i guess people will be able to um to check for themselves yeah and and also the thing is with everybody having all these tests how do we know which tests work which tests don't which are accurate which are not well the fda has already approved this one so i guess that's part of it okay i mean that's the reason they can even do this um it's because they got the approval from the fda is emergency approval okay but with them fast tracking everything i would say do they do does is it going through the same scrutiny that it would otherwise i don't know but do we have time for the same scrutiny you know if if, if the whole thing is because trump and them put us in a place where we don't have enough tests like at this point is if if you can reasonably go hey look we'll fast track this we're gonna run it through as much testing as we can in a limited amount of time without all the red tape and paperwork and shit i could understand being like that's a priority right now we don't have time for the like there's no two ways about this one where we can be like oh no you know what let's just let it let's take the normal year of testing and then we'll we'll get around to this when we can you know i can see why they'll be like no if we can get especially the idea of at home we can get people to stay their ass home and test themselves so they can know like hey you need to be home for the next 14 days you got it as opposed to go to an emergency room cough and sneeze over everybody or whatever not everybody got it correct and i and i and i I guess my where, where i'm coming from is get get it right <laughs> like don't, just don't throw shit out there and be like okay you well, got the, it you might not got it shit the fucking test need to be correct well you make an assumption that it's not right though to say get it right i mean i mean let's it's something else in the article that i don't know about i mean we'll find out if it's wrong if, if shit starts being like hey these test results are not jiving with what people are going through so you're saying that it's they don't got it and they and it turns out they do you saying people do have have it and it turns out they don't i mean i guess we could find out months from now or however long it takes to to know to learn that but that's true i'm not gonna just assume that the test is completely inaccurate just off the jump yeah and i and i guess my thing is <laughs> like you say it's, it's a catch-22 yes i do understand you won't test out there i do understand that piece but i'm like if you're gonna do it run run it right so that when it's out there i mean you're gonna have questions regardless but at least have your probability of errors as low as possible versus you're just rushing to get it out there and you don't know what the end results are going to be yeah i guess i I, like i'm i'm not advocating that they rush out bad tests i'm just saying i don't know that this test is bad Oh, tr- true i agree i agree you know what i'm saying because i mean i'm assuming there's other people's tests they could have rushed out if if we're just rushing out and approving any fucking thing i'm sure they could just approve you know even more stuff so we'll find but like i said with all this stuff is such a moving part we'll find out if it's not accurate you know what Somebody i mean say something. when people start getting negative tests and then fuck, dying from coronavirus it's, it's gonna be people like hey this shit is not accurate at all or when people go 
I don't have it and then they find out you know that they uh gave it to a bunch of people or you know or they get a second opinion and and you know maybe you maybe people get more than one test and they test themselves a couple times and find out we're getting different results i mean there's ways to that will only time will tell us i guess is what i'm saying i i don't want to just assume that you know because see the problem with this the thing with this trump administration is that there are agencies where the people in those agencies are doing the fucking best they can yes and it's hard for people to understand that part um because the assumption is like trump is in office and then everyone that's been working it like dr fauci does not he's not like i need to protect donald trump Mm-mm. and there, and dr fauci's not alone there's a lot more people like that in the government than there are people who were appointed to by trump trump and want to protect trump so you know i think it's it's like in a weird fucking way he won because we are so distrustful now of every organization that's supposed to do a job regardless of any evidence to distrust them right we are now just like they just doing this to help trump and it's like well that may not necessarily be true i'm you know now some now the problem that the thing is that you can to me you can tell the organizations that are impartial and not on his side because those are the ones he strips of funding so right the, the fda was stripped of a lot of their funding so like i'm more worried that the fda didn't have the capacity to do a good job let less so than that they like are doing some malfeasance to, to help trump what what was more likely is that they don't have the um capital and the manpower uh, person power human power to um to 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 do the jobs they're supposed to been doing right and it's very frustrating because you go okay even if the people are competent doing their job uh trump is such an egomaniac he'll still find a way to fuck up what the fuck they're doing right and you're so, like the fuck is wrong with you and and i think he won right because we the based on our own um predispositions we can choose to be like this is everything is the gut we can't trust anything coming out right now and that paranoia to me is what he's going for it's one the reason i'm slightly pushing back on this shit is because i'm not giving up this fight you know i'm not just tapping out and because that's what they do everything they don't like is fake news everything that doesn't go with their worldview is not real it's just it's just some propaganda and stuff while there is stuff like that it is it is important that we do have some baseline fucking principle of truth right and so i don't want to use our platform to start spreading like this oh who it's all this awesome bullshit no that's what fucking hotels do that's what dr umar does like that's not what i'm gonna do at the blackout tips like make you know i i'm i'll entertain the possibility obviously of we don't know what you know things change all the time but Mm -hmm. you know something like this i don't want to just be like well clearly this is some bullshit don't get to test y'all like i don't know you know we'll find out right and and i'm not saying that either i'm i'm all i'm saying is that from you know my perspective and how i view it i guess my biggest thing is i won't test out there and i want people to be able to do the test without leaving home i just want the test to be as accurate as possible well it's not just that i'm looking at the chat like i'm not just talking to you oh, okay but the chat you know it's it's, it's it's a lot of like i think we're so jaded at this point that it's like well they all just trying to help him and that's like there are people in the government that are fighting back at this motherfucker and there are also people that just want to do their jobs you know like 
uh because the one place that we truly get a say is when people vote and that they let people be elected that were corrupt and shit they're able to take a lot of these organizations and control the fate of them you know disenfranchise them defund them um you know pick uh appointments and stuff like that fire people you know and so obviously i'm as fearful as the next person i'm skeptical as the next person but then there also are people that i don't want to erase because they are trying to do good work you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and 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 it's it's a shame that they have to be fighting this way uh sparger says who's fighting back dr fauci's fighting back dr fauci sits up there every fucking day and comes out here and tells the country the truth you know people scared that he's gonna get fired for that shit um you know i think we pick the people we cherry pick the the evidence that fits our worldview to be like it's just he just does what he wants to you know but that's not true you know we have elected officials that are fighting back as well like it's not he doesn't control everything he's not this all-powerful being even if he is like king cooper you know but um you know i don't know i i, I guess I, I the biggest thing for me is i think people almost want to to just it's the doom scrolling effect we we want to just be like everything's terrible everything's fucked up there is no no help there is no getting better there is no we're we're just it's all terrible and we're sitting in the house and we're fucking paranoid and we're reading every bad article and every tweet that's telling you like nothing's gonna it's all we all gonna die millions and millions of people are gonna get sick and die and i don't know that that's necessarily any better you know i i I think you know we have to operate on some some level of truth and i think this is what he wants i think if people could chaos if people could understand that this is what he wants then i think maybe they would fight against it but because they don't really see the game for what he's trying to do he comes out and gaslights the country and so that none of us feel like our footing is stable none of us feel like there's anything true there's no fact to rely on there's no uh there's no um unvarnished unbiased uh uh truths right there's all just substan and i and you know and a lot of this is the media's fault and stuff too because of how they cover him and allow him to do that and they and because of how they debate things from his perspective right like well he says this we don't have to fucking we don't have to we don't have to give him that you see what i'm saying so no i'm not gonna just be like the fda said fuck it we you know i'm not gonna say that unless we get some evidence of that then of course i'm willing to hey you should present some evidence that the fda has been corrupted and this is all some bullshit i'll i'll go along with it but i don't want to put that idea out there when it's not it may not be true just uh just because that helps quote unquote my side or it fits my worldview and i think it's very important in this time to it's the only thing we have left honestly uh, right and also uh getting to that fight i think when a lot of people think quote unquote fighting back um it depends on what your definition of fighting back is uh fighting back isn't actually being quote unquote sassy and going off and being viral post you know and doing the shit that donald trump does fighting back is also being resistant you have governors that are like no the fuck we ain't open it up you have mayors that are like uh fuck what the governor said this city right here we're still on lockdown there are ways to fight back and still be civil but because these people ain't out here calling out donald trump by name and be like well fuck that nigga 
you know and because it's not something that actually quote-unquote catches everybody's eye people just assume that people are just sitting back and rolling over but a lot of people are very resistant to him like a lot more people than people think yeah, it was, it's just like, overwhelming the way everything is pushed it makes you think nobody's fighting back yeah and and like what people forget is there's some people that make careers in these fields that believe in all the stuff we believe in and this is what happens when you let the fucking thieves have the keys to the vault is that they get to pick bessie devos as the head of a department that she hates and despises and wants to and wants to defund now what happens isn't that everyone becomes fucking sick of for betsy devos that's not what happens at all what happens is she's the most powerful person and then she tries to find out how do i uh, how do i stop and interrupt the functions of the people who have been doing this job who you know what i'm saying it's why i fucking hate republicans why they can't be in charge of things they hate government and they and they're the biggest thieves they're everything they say they aren't they right they spend the most money um they 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 make do the most crimes and all this shit um and so i think you know i just like i said i just want to be careful to acknowledge that we probably spent way too much time on that point but i just want to be careful to acknowledge that stuff because there are people doing good work that get erased in this when we make everything sound like it's the trump dictatorship and everyone's on board no everyone's not on board i agree that's the point you know what i'm saying like some and and i'm not even saying that for like uh just democrats and liberals and shit there's there's republicans that just are like they're republicans that believe what republic like they believe in that the lie of what republicanism is supposed to be right i don't fuck with any republicans but you know what my point is like mm-hmm. there's some republicans that are like what trump is doing is not republican and right. i don't and i don't want him to be in charge you know there's mitt romney a guy that we don't agree with politically on pretty much anything but he will say hey i'm not trump no the fuck is wrong with everyone like that that kind of shit to me is um it's a it's a distinction that needs to be made anyway um kentucky speaking of which kentucky suffers the largest increase in new coronavirus cases after a week of anti-lockdown process uh pro- protests hmm, you don't say it seems like it's a correlation between these protests and outbreaks right i can't say it's correlated but i can't say it's not correlated if you right. know what i mean i can't say it's a connection but i can say it's an intersection <laughs> <laughs> yeah um the thing uh that's 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 weird about this and this is one of the things where i say i feel like the media is complicit in this the coverage that they are giving these protests make the protests sound big right they make the protests sound like they're like there's thousands of people showing up there's not there might be dozens and i say might if you look at any of this actual footage yeah the actual it's not a lot of people out there Mm-mm. that being said the, the 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 people that are leading the protest are um these these pro-gun activists remember how i say all the t- i'm like what do the guns have to do with the protest remember when i brought that up uh, like a week or so ago i was like i don't even understand and it makes sense three far-right pro-gun brothers are behind a slew of anti-quarantine facebook groups galvanizing protests and urging tens of thousands of followers to decry state law, law uh, lockdowns mm-hmm. 
ben door the political director of a group called minnesota gun rights and siblings christopher door and director of the director of ohio gun owners and aaron door the executive director of iowa gun gun owners are behind at least four state anti-quarantine facebook groups with a combined following of over two hundred thousand members good god now that's just facebook that doesn't mean 200,000 people leave their house to do this. Even these dumb motherfuckers that will hop in these groups are like, I'm not leaving my motherfucking house but they put on to for, die. Yeah, and the ones that do, some of them got on face masks right. and shit. But they've called, they, they created Facebook groups calling for protests in Wisconsin, Ohio, Pennsylvania, and New York. While at first glance the demonstrations cropping up across the nation appear to be organic, the coordination of these brothers on Facebook means they're actually being engineered by a network of conservative directors. The activism echoes President Donald Trump's tweets for the governors to liberate states on coronavirus lockdowns, claiming the states like Virginia have their Second Amendment rights under siege. Here's what I'll say uh, in addition to this. This is, remember when I was bringing up uh, the... Uh, the documentary i watched about facebook where it was called like uh i forget what this is the one where um it's on net it's on netflix why can't i remember the name of it anyway it's the one where um they break down like how much of like russian propaganda and cambridge analytica and all this stuff right Mm -hmm. and people always look at like we don't mind looking at people we disagree with. said the great hack? Great yeah, hack. the great hack. That's it. People, we don't mind looking at people we disagree with and saying, um, those people are being brainwashed. They're voting against their interests. They're doing, like, we don't mind that because we don't respect those people. But we have a much harder time saying that about the marches we attend, right? When we find out there's a Russian march creative that says, hey, Black Lives Matter, but really it's propaganda we we're not so quick to be like well that was some bullshit if you you know when 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 they have accounts from russia pretending to be black people and hire people in africa we talked about this on the pregame mm-hmm. there's literally hire people in africa to pretend to be black americans online and use racial incidents that happen in real life to then be like and this is why we don't need to vote and i've seen black people that fell for that proudly and taught them you know, to this day walk around like cock of the walk and it's like yeah dog um you just to me like these fools that went to this fucking rally right here same shit i don't care if 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 you think you did it for a reason i would agree with it doesn't matter you were still programmed by this propaganda and you got to break that shit you can't be out here doing stupid shit because it was in a facebook group or you saw enough people retweet this sentiment and now you want some attention it's stupid you know yes and that's how when i looked at these rallies i was like that makes so much fucking sense because they just popped up out of nowhere right here's the difference though the media doesn't cover the black lives matter rally like that Mm -mm. very rarely right maybe if uh a very salacious killing of a black person was you know we have video of a police planting a a bomb on a bird or something like that then maybe but in general mm -mm, we don't do that like the reason these rallies are being covered is because more than the guns more than reopening the country more than um uh any freedom of speech anything the affiliation that these people have is whiteness agreed and they're showing up under the banner of we want to reopen the country but secretly look over look at the pictures of who's at the at the march look who's there a bunch of gun-toting white people that matters 
it's they're there to say whiteness this is nothing but white supremacist alt-right shit but just disguised as here's a different cause for us to rally behind but it's no different than you will not replace us in charlottesville yeah no different than the clan and when people when when brown people are like hey doll like these images like these images are problematic and there's issues behind this and you know i'm not going crazy if we find out that you know white supremacists behind this everybody look at you like you you're the nutcase well i don't i mean i guess i i mean i the black people t- still fighting that fight i don't know what to tell them like you could have saved them tweets you could have saved them yeah i mean why what's the point but um but i mean we all do see it you know right. what I'm, saying? I'm not saying you can't notice it or whatever but if you think you can like explain this shit at this point the motherfuckers that understand understand the rest of them ain't ain't coming around but um what i was gonna say is like these motherfuckers go out there and they're doing this shit and it's a handful of people but the media covers it like this is some majority of these states that want oh these republican states really want to open and 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 the biggest the biggest grift of it all because it's always follow the money right Mm mm-hmm the biggest grift of it all these states don't want to pay the unemployment benefits for these people for their citizens right and so that's why they're like oh guys uh they're marching in the street i mean we need to open the economy back up um florida states that people this shit get taken out of your taxes anyway you pay into this the fuck but go ahead i'm sorry florida is among the slowest states to process unemployment claims so why is it taking so long to process the unemployment claim because what you're hoping is that we can quote unquote reopen the economy and get these people back to work before we have to pay them to stay at home you're still gonna pay anyway because even if you quote unquote open it back up everybody's not running fucking back to work everybody's not running back to work right that's the assumption but the point is follow the money because the thing is it's hard to get unemployment mm-hmm. so like one like i've seen some of the people at these rallies they've interviewed some of them i watched some of the interviews i own a shop i own this i own that so you're not asking for you to go back to work Mm-mm. you're asking to put people back to work correct people that may be on the front lines of, of contracting the disease you're asking to not have to pay people to stay home right you're asking not to lose sunk cost on uh things such as rent and mortgages and things of this nature this isn't truly a movement of the people this isn't but the but but where i say the media is complicit is that they cover it as if there's an earnestness to these people as if this is just like like they're not like we can't all the way i found out the same information that these brothers are behind these groups and and rallies every last one of the people on our news channels could have found that out yeah they don't want to i didn't have to no one don't care i had to do some deep dive of research so it's kind of scary to see how complicit they must be because the spectacle is is more ratings than the truth the truth is they shouldn't even be covering this shit no you know the unite the right rallies and all this stuff if they treated them like black Lives matter rally they would have went away already you know like fox news will be covering it and then like cnn msnbc and all the other channels could be like yeah we're good like you and uh oan can can go out there and promote that propaganda but we're not gonna sit up here and let this be treated as if it's two different um 
like if it's as if it's two equal sides you know what i mean because it would be one thing if they said well yeah these people are out here but understand this is 12 people and this is not a valid like argument that they're having no they don't they they have the people they they go show the dozen people they act like it's a thousand and then they bring on like a couple of people that agree with them and they're like why don't you debate this with a fucking scientist or some motherfucking like uh expert in this field about covid and be like so why don't you lay person who just like got really uh motivated by a facebook group why don't you argue with uh dr fauci real quick let's go ahead and have that debate that's in good that's in uh we can have that in good faith you know i think that's uh you know that's a huge mistake um uh, someone in the chat disagrees all right regular j well this won't be the first time we disagree fam um i but i i think uh, like cable news in general uh we've talked about this in the past but the big problem is that they two sides shit that's not two sides they bring on and they create as many uh distinction or many they manufacture uh things for news more so and ratings more than they try to manufacture shit for uh the truth you know what i mean they could just as easily get, sit down there and be like all right cool this is what's happening this is the truth instead of being like nah let's just uh roll with the story that these people are pitching us you know um so yeah uh i yeah we just gonna have to disagree if you think that like you know what i saw the other day was like kelly and conway said something i was like why is anyone having kelly and conway on tv right no one made you do that you pick you know it's also why people like joanne reed people like melissa harris perry is uh people like um um rachel maddow it's one of the reasons that people respect them so much it's because they don't do that shit Mm-mm. you know they don't just be like let's bring on somebody from the clan and let's bring on somebody that's a black lives matter activist and let's just ha- see if they can reach common ground okay let's bring on someone that will defend george zimmerman and let's bring on some uh let's bring on somebody that uh you know is is an activist um and let's just act like that's like this is a debate that we're having in good faith you know i don't want to like i think that stuff is just as it helps gaslight the same way i think airing trump's broadcast in real time every day when he does it and we know that he's gonna lie and we know that those lies are now gonna reach millions and millions of people mm-hmm. and he brags about the ratings of those things himself because he only cares about getting his lie in front of as many people as possible right well at some point you become complicit do you want to have responsibility in this democracy or not we always talk about the value of the press and the freedom of the press because we're supposed they're supposed to be playing an integral role in our democracy they're supposed to be people that get to the truth that investigate they're not supposed to just be a place where you can just go spout lies and then they go cut to commercial and that's what often happens with this shit so you end up with people being like oh we know this is a fake ass gun rally but let's show some b footage because they know that when you show that reel of the dozen of people over and over standing on the steps of the Capitol with guns and shit not social distancing they know that all of our eyes go right to the screen and they know that we watch that commercial and we come back and we do some more disaster baiting so that to me is the is, is how they are complicit in it um our mayor vi laos went on uh twitter yesterday and was doing like a ask me anything and uh they asked her the one question i wanted to hear answered what about that rnc convention the fuck and she said she don't have an answer as to whether we whether we'll be able to host it or not we'll follow the cdc rules and guidelines for whatever is going on 
i don't have an answer to say yes or no i have an answer to say we will be guided by the best decision for our residents the, the best decision for the residents not to have a fuck ass shit in the first place we didn't want that shit here right like don't bring these motherfuckers in to do this you know what i mean like do not let them come here man like you know republicans are the ones who will decide to keep their art their 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 convention right tell them no right so um regular you you know hold up regular jay in the chat man i think or person whatever i feel like you're taking this personal and it's not personal um because it's your field but i'm not saying it's machiavellian or there's one person to blame i'm saying as a construct it's a problem like the media as a construct is a problem because of what it's become it's about tv it's not about necessarily being news so if i mean i don't even understand what i said that would be so like controversial or whatever like it's pretty fucking obvious man some of these motherfuckers understand that their job is to get from commercial to commercial with the most eyes possible that's what happens with any commercial enterprise you know i'm not even necessarily saying that um my idea would lead to good tv what the truth of the matter is we probably don't need 24 7 news you know i've talked about it on the show before but it's not healthy you know we don't really have 24 7 things happening uh on a constant thing so you know i i, I think if, if you can't be the most you cannot lionize journalism while also uh, 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 abdicating all responsibility of the platform i I think that's you know to me then that you know then just be the pr be fox news and what's the difference between like fox news being a good uh, being a bad thing and msnbc being good right why do i think msnbc is better because they make some choices in their coverage that i find to be better not just better like because they agree with me but better because they have some integrity to them so i you know i i i think nothing i said i think i will yeah i don't think anything i said was outlandish anyway uh charlotte did boost uh pay for res- first responders wonderful so police um fire people medics and stuff will be getting paid uh more money in our city yeah, um, and and they've done little things i don't know how much they help but even when we went to the grocery store in front of our cashier they had like a plexiglass that came out of nowhere i was like what the fuck this i was like oh because people are are standing they probably breathing like right in front mm. of the people's faces and they had like these x's on the floors and shit to yeah. show you like where you were supposed to be and i need to on the app you can get the app where you can do uh what you say uh touchless type of stuff and it just made me think about that okay um when you said first responders yeah it's temporarily uh until the quarantine is lifted until the uh, i guess social distancing is lifted so if that goes for months then they will continue to be paid extra i think it's like a five percent raise for months if not then uh you know whenever it's over and you know knowing charlotte uh and our and our governor it's not gonna be over for a while mm-hmm. uh arrest warrant was uh issued for that pastor tony spell the one who uh and he won't surrender the reason it was it was issued is because he tried to back a bus over a protester who was <gasps> protesting yes and he th- he basically threatened him by reversing the bus all the way up to him and then stopping maybe like four or five feet short of hitting him and uh he said he won't turn himself in because apparently you just get to do that that's okay right you can just be like i don't feel like 
turn it i don't feel like turning myself in so and like in his own tape i saw it and everything like he didn't hit the person but clearly the like the bus yeah the bus was like i don't know a good 50 to 100 yards away from them and then all of a sudden the bus starts going direct beeline reverse towards the person and then stops and it's like what the fuck was that and you know i I can still see him not going to jail or anything but uh, that was crazy uh let's see uh donald trump bans all immigration into the u.s to protect jobs amid the coronavirus pandemic well you knew his answer to everything is xenophobia so right jobs nobody's working what the fuck yeah so you you, you knew what was gonna happen this nigga you, you, you hey man i got uh i don't know if you know but uh I, I need to microwave this hot pocket it says two minutes well first thing we need to ban brown people from coming into america it's like what what that's, that got do my bread how that's gonna solve the the two minute hot pocket equation i don't understand i i, I don't understand how's my pepperoni gonna get any hotter right this, this shit is ridiculous man um let's see uh they're anticipating the peak for coronavirus uh covid19 in in our state in our city to now they're saying it, it the peak won't hit until like july 19th or something oh yeah this, this because you know partially because social distancing has slowed that curb and you know that's good but then also because um it's not like everyone's adhering to it Mm-mm. um and that's really what the truth is is that slowing the curve doesn't mean eradicating the disease you know because you can never get to 100 percent compliance everyone right sitting still for 14 days in a row and i would like you're just limiting the amount of people who get infected and hopefully the limiting the spread but uh in some cities where it's working it just means that we're you know the peak will hit shorter like i mean longer away but you know um and if we adhere to it Uh, they had like percentages like 30 percent 60 percent and all this stuff and if you adhere to it with enough higher percentage then when the peak hits it won't be as high so maybe you'll need a thousand beds as opposed to 3300 beds which is going to be all the difference you know because we don't have that many beds or ventilators but you know it's going to be the whole fucking difference really is you know thousands and thousands of people get hit with this shit um at the same time like then that's when you have to let people die right and you don't want to get to that uh point and that's the hardest part to get people to understand the social distancing is that's a real thing and people just take that for granted but you know you shouldn't um let's see uh recent studies suggest that coronavirus may linger inside men's testicles causing severe illness yeah oh 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 so once you get it it lingers there it may because there's a certain type of like it, it's like membranes or whatever in people in well people's testicles um so oh i wonder is you know because women they don't give a fuck i wonder does it affect uteruses and ovaries and shit like that well they didn't they but, didn't say but they didn't say biggest reason why because nobody cares nobody's gonna run to run that test okay scientists are tracking the recovery of 68 patients in mumbai india to determine the gender disparity of covid19 which means they're probably testing men and women because you know trying to find out the gender disparity uh which has caused severe illness in men 
uh dr aditi shastri well we know for a fact it causes severe illness in men men die at a much higher rate than women when infected yeah and we, so like we like there's so now they're really working backwards this isn't like so they're trying to be like why is it what is the difference in a man and a woman that would make women survive this at a higher rate than men and we've already done studies uh all jokes aside women actually wash their hands more than men do anyway like you've done studies men like fuck it well that's contracting the disease okay I, they're saying su- to survive and recover from the disease oh survive and recover so once you already have it man or woman why is it that men have it and die women have it and live uh okay you know so they're trying to figure out you know the same way they did for race why do black people have it and die and i'm sure there's uh, more reasons and stuff like that too but even if we were to like say sexism right well then a man should get better treatment in healthcare and stuff why are men dying even with despite that like mm. there has to be something oh yeah different about um, the chemical makeup is like it's something, something. yeah and so this is not once again this is not peer-reviewed this is not final this is just something that um they're discussing okay i just want to we may find out this shit is nothing okay yeah and 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 i hope that you know they do a study and do it justice and find out why you know that's what they're trying to do yeah that's Mm -hmm. i'm gonna keep reading um so dr aditi shastri an oncologist in montefiore medical center in the bronx and dr jayanthi shastri a microbiologist at the castor Casterber hospital for infectious diseases in mumbai claim covid19 can attach itself to a specific protein that is produced in high levels in the testicles in addition to the large amounts in the testicles the protein angiotensin wait angiotensin i don't know if i said that right angiotensin uh is also found in the lungs and the uh, gastrointestinal tract and the heart um according to the study the testicles are blocked off from the body's immune system which allows the virus to remain in the testicles longer than the rest of the body oh shit both dr giathi and dr aditi have said the recent findings may explain why women recover more quickly than men the Mm. average amount of time for female patients to recover from the disease is four days while men's recovery time is an average of two days longer according to the report posted on med rix so for a woman it's like oh we can go all over your body for men it was like nah we we stop at the balls yeah and i i guess i keep saying men and women because that's what's in the article but i but guess yeah, but yeah. people with testicles and people without correct you know. uh these observations demonstrate that males uh, that i guess testicle having subjects have delayed viral clearance the preliminary report said adding that the testicles may be reserving as maybe serving as reservoirs for the virus oh so it just sits and chills just sitting on just just balls full of coronavirus down there but hey y'all this party over here yeah oh man that's terrible that's the worst news <laughs> right that's why i make sure to empty my testicles as many times as possible okay <laughs> you just gotta get it all out okay get rid of it y'all don't let the evil get inside if you can help it guys all right you just gotta do whatever you can to keep them as empty as possible okay you could be emptying out coronavirus mm-hmm. every day you don't know you know Get empty that party sack out no nut november gonna hit us real hard y'all <laughs> okay you know what's funny is even if they found out that it was like listen having testicles is the problem men would not cut them things off they'd be like well then we need to find a better solution 
like oh they be finding a vaccine left and right all right uh spain canceled this running with the bulls in pamplona oh you don't say that's for crazy the, for the protection of people of the bulls well one thing is like that means coronavirus is now like it's more dangerous than running with the bulls like this and it was already dangerous because the bulls was fucking people up it was already running with the bulls but it's now it's fucking like they were like listen you think running with the bulls is dangerous we're not gonna cancel it because you might get trampled by a bull we're gonna cancel it because it's coronavirus okay i know no bulls was like y'all here y'all here y'all here we gonna get this shit off but like man i was looking forward to gorging somebody mm-hmm uh facebook well shit after that tiger cottage the bulls might be like thank god <laughs> right right plus i think it get ends, the people away from us i think it ends with a matador killing bulls or something i don't know i don't know you know that. what i'm gonna opt out of that not my culture Mm-mm. my bad i don't even know what the rules are i'm saying this Me shit either. find out that that's not even what happens but anyway uh i don't really want to be fact checked on this one Mm -hmm. let's let's let it slide i don't know i rescind my comment i don't know what happens at the end of the running with the bulls take Uh, it back i don't know all i know is the bull and people's running and that's all that matters and uh everybody get a break the bulls and the people's uh facebook shuts down anti-quarantine protest pages at the request of state governments Facebook says it will consult consult with state governments and block anti-quarantine protesters from using its platform to organize in-person demonstrations if governors say such gatherings violate lockdown orders. Good. Good. Fucking pick a fucking side, finally. Right. Like Mark Zuckerberg and his, like, you know, white version of... Is it white male, like, hands-off freedom of speech bullshit? Like bruh your thing is causing a lot of pain in the world and people treat your thing as if it's real so you are responsible for your thing so fucking like do what you're supposed to do like this is like you shut down my friends when they say shit like men are trash shut them all the way down kick them off for days you can have a fucking anti-quarantine page with hundreds of thousands of people in it and be like well this is fine like no man so i don't know it's about fucking time like jesus christ and it shouldn't be over to the governor's consent it should be uh everybody saying like it's because the people at the top of the things that are in america are mostly white and men and straight Mm -hmm. a lot of just what they do is very much this like weak ass well it's freedom of speech the people will decide what's true and it's like no 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 this is a country that had slavery you could we know the default of the people the default of the unmitigated discussion bends towards oppression so no you need some guidelines you need some rules you know like it's fucking weird to me that uh you can't cuss on a news program but you can go on there and defend like uh racism or something like that like you know and in certain countries they don't even let you do that like they're like listen racism is a fucking finable and jailable offense say that shit at your own volition let us find out you out here being racist come on you know so this is crazy but yeah a good job though facebook good job it's about fucking time like oh i guess we shouldn't let people just you know go out and get coronavirus uh sexting and news are on the rise during quarantine good that means people staying at home 
yeah you know it's kind of cool because um you know yeah they're not out here getting that corn peen right but then it's also like what happens after the quarantine when you know everybody's got everybody's nudes like when we had the great will it be like uh a standoff like in the john woo movie where everybody has each other's guns and pointing at each other like it's gonna be everybody gonna have to be on their p's and q's is you know it's gonna definitely be a lot of people out here like i've seen your titties you can't tell me how to act <laughs> you know <laughs> i seen your dick it's not even that big i was just in quarantine horniness so you need to shut the fuck <laughs> up <laughs> like, it's gonna be crazy when everybody sees that well um but yeah we'll see what happens with the uh the old quarantine horniness uh did i already say shake shack return that long i think we said that with mike kappa right i don't remember oh well, you know a bunch of businesses file big businesses file for the small business loan and that's why the small business loan thing is out of money right shake shack returned that 10 million dollar government loan mm-hmm. uh because they shouldn't have fucking been doing that shit in the first place yeah yeah i think we did and we talked about how some of these businesses should have never actually been able to fucking dip in it in the goddamn first place and now you have small businesses that actually folded or on the verge of folding because they were denied biggest transfers of wealth to rich people ever that's what this is going to end up being it's just going to be the government money being used by corporations like this um to steal from shit they really don't need there's many mom and pop businesses that need this money way more and they're not going to be able to get it because you know some of these major corporations that are publicly traded refuse to sit the fuck down and because there were no parameters put in place to make sure they didn't get that money you know um so yes it's it's kind of it's very frustrating to see and it's you know all as more and more this type of shit happens i just hope people wake the fuck up and realize that letting republicans run shit is just gonna continually be shit like it's gonna always be this or worse it never gets better under them Mm -hmm. it only gets worse uh all right let's get out of the corona and get into some other news guys okay other things still happening in the world okay um let's see oh so um after the um teddy riley babyface beat battle thing um what do they call it versus v-e-r-z-u-z battle which hey people enjoy the fuck out of those things uh-huh. i've seen I've, i watched them before they are actually absolute a joy to watch yeah um and the problem was like the phone it didn't work on the phones for people so um like i wanted to tune in but it wasn't working on my phone and i couldn't get it to work and they told me go to my laptop and i I put it up on my laptop and i did get it to work but then i remembered that it's not really my thing i've checked out a couple at this point i just don't think it's for me um but uh people were upset because some people only have a phone correct and now they can't watch this shit you know and um and the problem that a lot of people was having was like man like we get all hyped up for these things and then instagram cuts it off after an hour and they have to start a new live and all this stuff and um and and it's getting bigger and bigger manny fresh and scott storage t-pain Lil john Mm -hmm. um teddy riley and babyface and next they're looking for like 
dr dre at puff daddy uh that's what swiss bees was saying uh i think timberland may have said um uh yeah 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 so i think yeah they said dre and uh puff daddy would go back and forth or something like that and um what the idea was being floated was like well we would probably have to create our own platform because instagram keeps take like you know instagram's parameters are harder to do this on and they couldn't handle the load um and they said well maybe we could do like some pay-per-view type thing and that's when everybody was like man ain't nobody gonna fucking pay for this shit man and i'm like i understand because it's a time of hardship and people don't really have a lot of money right now and we've all been enjoying it for free essentially but as if instagram isn't monetized but the money goes to instagram not to the black creators right um but the thing i kept thinking was like then how are they gonna make the platform to y'all's needs without having to construct something that can handle a load more so than instagram can handle the load right like how many platforms are there that exist that can handle more stress on their you know uh, their wire you know their their internet than the instagram maybe youtube but youtube is really restrictive about their shit yeah um and also wouldn't necessarily pay the creators like Mm -mm. um i'm not saying everything should be monetized it has to be monetized but at the same time like if if you want the shit to to work right it might cost money to make something that would work in the way that people would like you know and i like i'm kind of surprised they haven't really well not surprised it's probably really hard right now to make something because you can't you know go leave a house right you don't have the infrastructure it's not like yeah. society would be functioning where instagram could be like hey it people do your job or whatever to make yeah. this have the ability to hold more or or they could have a meeting but like, hey can we extend this to three hours or four like they don't have the capability to do that right well now. not just that's that's going to talk to instagram right i'm saying to create something new um, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, like yeah. the the thing the meetings you have to have the people you need in place all that stuff so we're probably not gonna get like a new platform uh anytime soon but i was just thinking like imagine they could create it from the ground up for this particular purpose right and because maybe you did pay a subscription but admit that you know the people who do the work the beat makers and stuff they get paid um which i think is a good thing maybe they could take that money and give it to charity I, i it doesn't matter to me what they do with the money as much as it you know other people need that more than i need that but what i was thinking is what if everyone got to like officially have a vote for which round you know to make it more mm. interesting you know what i mean like something that keeps keep, uh that that lets you know like which tracks have been played who won what round stuff like that that could actually like make it even better because right now everyone's just kind of you know even the fact that you go on instagram to listen but you have to go on twitter to talk right like that even that is not ideal you should be able to go to one place for both and i think the way instagram is set up it only shows you when other like when famous people say something Mm -hmm. um so i don't know man like they could do a lot with this maybe even a tour maybe like a television show eventually when people can meet and be in person but i'm just talking about as of right now if you want something if not then just you know then stop complaining and let instagram fuck up 
I every mean, time because these are right. kind of the choices that people have it's right. not like they started this if these guys had their 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 way i'm sure they'd be out touring and shit correct and it's one of the things where it's free and quote unquote free um and the thing is you're not paying for it so shit like this happens when you don't pay for shit and you don't want to invest to make it better but you want to make it better how is it going to get better without money like like that that, that's a real thing money is required to make it better well we just take shit for granted man you know like these artists hard work and all this and their time and you know and they there's some showmanship to it you know they're like telling us stories about it stuff like you know i like i said it's not even for my thing and i'm like yeah i can see how this like not just the opportunity to quote unquote make money but to pay for the thing that would make it better for fans would cost money and everyone's just kind of on this like i ain't paying for this shit i'm like well if it was good enough maybe you would i don't know right, right. someone might want to take a chance on all this black art yeah and, and the thing is if they had like if this was something continual maybe something where you could do pay per thing or you could do like a monthly subscription like it's That's a lot all, yeah. of ways to do this where you know they could get with artists and things like that and like you said people could vote they could have rounds and the thing is as many people that says they're not going to pay there is a percentage of people that would pay so they might even be able to like archive it so you pay and you can go back and watch the battles right. that you missed i would love that because you know, you know after so long that shit just disappears on instagram yeah the main thing I, the main reason i think it might not get monetized because i think with music there's a lot of money that has to split wait shit they might come after them anyway you never know but you know there's like money has to split hands on a bunch of different ways like mm-hmm. babyface might produce a track but that doesn't mean because he produced the track he owns the rights and can play it any way he wants right you might can do that on the instagram live battle but you know once money comes in the hands who knows but anyway just i'm just enjoying the moment for what it is me too uh non-unanimous jury convictions ruled unconstitutional by the supreme court not that that means like i know that myself but what does that mean when everybody isn't like uh guilty and not guilty on monday the supreme court ruled that defendants in criminal trials will only be convicted by a unanimous jury according to the hill the court said in a divided opinion that the constitution calls for agreement among all members of a jury in order to enact a guilty verdict oregon is currently the only state left in the country that allows defendants to be convicted over the descent of up to two jurors louisiana only recently abandoned the practice after more than a century of use yeah in the movie just mercy you see how this comes into play where they can be like well most of the jurors think this black man did it you know uh, I, I was just so everybody has to be on one accord like so death penalty you know like you know what <laughs> you know 75 years in prison as a result of new ruling the 2016 conviction of a louisiana man has been overturned evangelisto ramos uh, ramos was found guilty of killing a woman in new orleans by a 10 to 2 margin ramos will likely receive a new trial under the latest ruling yeah because the thing you had to used to do or in a lot of states you had to do well then we go to another trial like it's a mistrial until we get a unanimous verdict okay we you know like we can't find this person guilty if 
you know there are people that find it reasonable to say he's not guilty oh so okay so they basically they let the trial go through and if you get a number like that you go okay let's do a retrial until you get like a 100 percent. right okay one of ramos's attorneys ben cohen cohen said in a statement we have been bringing challenges to louisiana's outlier split jury rule to the supreme court since 2004 we are heartened that the court has held once and for all that the promise of the sixth amendment fully applies in louisiana rejecting any concept of second class justice in light of the covid 19 crisis it is essential that prisoners who are wrongfully incarcerated be given a chance for release as soon as possible agreed yeah so that's some good news coming out of mm-hmm. all this stuff um I, I like that that makes sense uh chipotle is gonna pay over 25 million dollars for those food poisoning cases from a couple years back and they should yeah 1100 people across the u.s claim they got sick from chipotle restaurants between 2015 and 2018 think about this in three years 1100 people got sick and people was like i'm not eating chipotle fuck them forever you know i was like that for a hot minute you had to beg me to go back I was thousands like, of people are dying from covid and there are people, people like, like open the country up what the i want to go back to the beach i don't know what the problem is y'all tripping like motherfuckers wouldn't <laughs> oh man 300 people a year at one of the biggest chains in america got sick 300 customers a year and we was like nah i'm good on burritos baby and this motherfucker is like oh my god hundreds of people getting sick this is so crazy the world we're living in um shows you where the priorities are r&b singer neo filed for divorce and then later withdrew his filing for divorce Uh oh changed his mind yeah which is interesting right because we know that coronavirus is driving up divorce i think it's harder to to say i want a divorce and then be try to be like oh wait i take it back and y'all still quarantine together like it was like it's better to to, to see it through than to, than to start and try to bring it back like how you gonna figure that out because people get divorced and together all the time you got a family member married remarried married remarried the same person umpteen times so you never know man he must have been so sick of that woman <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> all right let's move on <laughs> i just want to make that joke um <laughs> uh all right let's get into our other segments we're getting uh getting long in the tooth on this uh on this episode uh let's let's uh go to some uh guess the race all right um yeah let's do some uh guess the race let me find my guess the race articles um and now that it's time for some guess the race that's right it's guess the race time now that it's time for some guess the race that's right it's guess the race time that's right it's time for a guess the race no one gets your gonna cause all the podcast and we read the play news articles from all over the globe and we uh we uh try to guess the race of the people involved <laughs> uh karen and the chat room play along and uh, the hook is they're all racist all right you okay with that man uh, i was trying to do something on my computer with the articles 
and one of the articles had the the tie had test in the title and <laughs> i was trying to say guess and i think i said test the race when i was singing because i was trying to so now you guys know what happened right. <laughs> police a pregnant woman carjacks a news vehicle with an atlanta reporter inside oh shit you can't report the news you hit the news Boom, doom, 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 doom. Either one of Benz or a Beamer. Doom. <laughs> How come that song's never on Tidal and Spotify? Mm-hmm. That's my fucking outcast jam. No one ever talks about that song. Anyway, Atlanta police are investigating after a news vehicle was carjacked with a reporter inside of it Tuesday morning. A news crew with CBS 46 was covering a story near Atlantic Station when a woman crashed her personal vehicle into a security gate along 17th Street. The investigator said the woman then approached the news vehicle before hopping into the driver's seat and taking off. The investigator said a reporter identified as Iyani Hughes was in the backseat of the running news van, possibly editing video when the suspect jumped in and carjacked it. Ah! <laughs> You back there editing up paying attention. Why are we moving? Police, hey, Bob, you're not Bob. Police said the reporter started screaming, telling the female carjacker to stop. When she uh, kept driving, Hughes buckled her seatbelt. Now, we're guessing the race of the reporter. <laughs> I don't know the race of the culprit. We're, get, we're guessing the race of the reporter. <laughs> Smart. <laughs> oh, so you're not going to stop. Okay, let me buckle up for you kill me. At that point, police who were on the scene after responding to the initial wreck then chased after the stolen van. The suspect ended up crashing on Peachtree Circle in Ansley Park. Police said she tried to jump out and run, but officers immediately took her into custody. Hughes, who police said is pregnant, wasn't hurt. <gasps> oh! Yeah, the reporter was pregnant. Police said the suspect is also pregnant. What? She suffered a broken arm wow yeah babies carjacking babies apparently so it's so sad to see okay what was her name uh the reporter's name is um, iyani hughes iyani hughes Mm -hmm. black all right let's check the chat room see what they believe um let's see let me commandeer your vehicle bitch black black adapt (laughs) adapting quickly to fucked up situation black 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 them babies kids black (laughs) correct answer is black yeah i don't have a picture of the person who did the crime but the reporter is black y'all can look it up um but man what a crazy story right she was like oh so you're not gonna stop okay let me buckle up for you kill me back here bouncing in the back trying to edit this fucking tape you know what i blame it on the hormones you know she must have had a craving you never know they was out of control apparently feds an online drug dealer planned to bomb a nebraska pharmacy what bomb it for what reasons heisenberg i don't know a maryland <laughs> a maryland man who operated an online drug dealing website engaged in extensive plans to bomb and burn down a competing pharmacy in nebraska 
oh well no wonder but you're online though y'all both can exist way down in the hole uh at a court hearing in federal court in alexandria virginia the agent testified that william bergamy 32 of hanover maryland was getting his supply of drugs from a pharmacist in nebraska under the plan discussed in the journal and text messages bergamy and his supplier pharmacist reasoned that if the competing pharmacy were destroyed bergamy's pharmacy would pick up new customers and could then increase the supply to bergamy without attracting suspicion the defendant is a dangerous and volatile individual who schemed to blow up the, that pharmacy using a molotov using molotov cocktails said the prosecutor during a two-hour detention hearing conducted by conference call fbi agent samad sharani said that a search of bergamy's house found eight loaded weapons in his residence text messages showed that he made a list of needed equipment that included body armor weapons bottles lighter fluid and other materials last month his pharmacist gave him a map that could be used to ply his getaway after bombing the rival pharmacy (gasps) u.s magistrate judge michael neck Natchmanoff ordered Bergamy to remain in jail pending trial. Uh, public defender Elizabeth Mullen had argued that Bergamy should be released pending trial, saying that his talk about firebombing a pharmacy was just hyperbole. Mm-mm. That's why he bought all the supplies, I guess. She also said pretrial detention should be used sparingly because jails can be a particular risk for spreading the coronavirus. Bergamy does not have an unrequited thirst for violence, Mullen said. Bergamy was arrested last week on charges of illegal drug distribution and money laundering, and prosecutors accused him of start selling large-scale quantities of narcotics and other drugs over the internet. Karen, guess the race. I'm gonna go white. All right, let's check the chat room, see what they believe. Molotov cocktails, the arson choice of crackers worldwide. Oh no! Uh, really want to get back to work white. <laughs> I get it. Pharmacy is cold here, right? Sounds like some real good white fellas. Duh! Nebraska internet pharmacy firebombing weapons cash white. All of this sounds white. Old Walter White ass white. My drugs are the bomb dot com white. Breaking bad, ba- <laughs> breaking bad Bobby white take take notes on took notes on the crime equal white public defender and pre-trial detention equal black white as that heroin had links to his online pharmacy on this black panic page saul would defend him white Duh. so everybody went black except black rob who says uh, everyone went white except black rob who says black the correct answer is white uh black rob missed it Mm-mm-mm. oh yeah he's oh. having a time yes he was he did his ends cut well even in the house for the quarantine he gonna be in the house with the covid in the jail house uh all right let's go to the bonus round everyone double the points and the race double the points and the race that's right double the points double the race in the bonus round against the race so far karen is two for two can you believe it 
no one can believe it uh, right even me i'm shocked but how will she fuck this up in the bonus round uh, we gonna see let's find out guys a uh, man hits his uncle with a broom when he's told that money is for food not crack <laughs> well what happened if crack is food i get confused myself sometimes 46 year old jeffrey kaiser was charged with unlawful drug paraphernalia and domestic assault after his uncle told police that his nephew hit him with a broom handle and punched him in the face because he wouldn't give him any money for crack wow on march 30th a concerned third party who wasn't present called in a report of domestic violence according to the affidavit luther cloud and his nephew jeffrey kaiser lived together cloud told authorities that kaiser asked him for money to buy crack and that he told kaiser no because he needed the money for food kaiser then proceeded to hit his uncle on the head with a plastic broom handle as well as strike cloud multiple times in the face with his fist cloud said he attempted to retaliate but kaiser had fled the scene on foot oh you're never gonna catch a crackhead tell you that much get you quick they be moving okay um uh officers observed dry blood on his forehead face and lip from the beating and that had occurred at least an hour prior jeffrey kaiser had previous convictions for domestic assault in 2011 2017 and 2018 when kaiser was being booked deputies found a crack pipe concealed on his person mm they say they look for the tv but he smoked the tv no i'm just kidding uh jeffrey kaiser was arrested and charged with unlawful use of drug paraphernalia domestic assault his bond was set at six thousand dollars uh and i and they actually have audio from the clip of the new on the news here let me see if i can play it for you guys come on you can do me this one solid what would you rather I go out and rob some elderly person? Steal? Well, either way, I'm going to get high. But I really hate having to resort to knocking elderly people in the head for their money. But I'll do it. I'll do it. You know I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. You know I'll do it. I like getting high. Uh, I'm a crack head. My brother. Yeah. Yo, Bill. Don't do this anymore. All right, Karen, guess the race. This one was tough, but I'm going to go white. All right, let's check the chat room. Um, it's 2020. Only white people do crack now. Where's Joe Clark when you need him black? Hitting his uncle instead of his uncle instead of his uncle hitting him white the uncle told him to kill himself expeditiously uh <laughs> crackhead speed plus fast twitch muscles black i still i don't kill black wanda from snowfall black making songs out of anything black melanie from snowfall black kaiser is permanente on that rock white white uncle Luke named luther not luther white white as wesley's girl in that movie the correct answer is okay karen went with white are you sticking with white yes the answer is white (laughs) many of you people missed it 
crack does not always equal black as whitney houston once said crack is whack okay right Mm-mm-mm. but uh yeah he hit his uncle over the head with that broomstick mm-hmm. and punched him in the face right i was like ooh, but that name though i was like ooh, that sound black but nah I'm like crack is for food i mean money is for food not crack he's like i beg to disagree uh karen you see the picture yes and okay. it's hilarious they got his eyeballs on both sides which is wild he looks like that dude that played the roach in uh men in black one. Oh no you guys remember that dude mm-hmm. that's how I, that's what he looks like to me uh all right <laughs> it's random so <laughs> ratchet this guys <laughs> I'm so sick of white people appropriating crack culture okay as black people we was doing the crack first and then here y'all come in 2020 duh y'all just like the kardashian with cornrows but y'all doing it with crack <laughs> that is our drugs stay away okay y'all got meth y'all got all these drugs to be you got all the other drugs to do and you motherfuckers got to take the one drug that we got famous for uh sword owner tells landlord if you want them out i will burn your house down oh shit what um wait is this one of those articles where it's not gonna give me the details because i don't subscribe to this page or whatever yeah all right well let's go to a different one because that one like it's gonna not work uh how about this one um a sword wielding man tried to kill another man in wayne county well that happens all the time guys it's just another day in sword ratchetness isn't it apparently so um apparently this is in uh new york um lions new york a man's been accused of using a sword to try to kill another man on tuesday the attack happened at 2 25 a.m you know when all the good things happen <laughs> uh joshua k alexander 30 used a sword to slice another man's neck leaving the man with a cut across his neck the assault happened at alexander's home on jackson street in lyons the wounded man was rushed to strong memorial hospital in rochester where he remains in guarded condition alexander has been charged with second degree attempted murder and first degree assault both felonies he's being held in the wayne county jail inmate records show all right guys well that's it thank you guys for listening we thank appreciate you. y'all we thanks do. for all listening live um Yay. don't don't forget um for premium people i did two new movie reviews mm-hmm. um one for code eight and one for spencer confidential you can find both on netflix uh they were solo reviews so you know leave comments let me know what you thought um y'all stuck in the house watching streaming shit anyway mm-hmm. um <laughs> uh, and uh that's it for now guys so we appreciate y'all and thank you for listening and we'll talk to you guys later um um sunday our guest is gonna be jl covan uh so they were looking forward to that me too um so until next time i love you i love you too Mwah. Mwah.